Imagine. Imagine an America where every company is one company. Imagine an America where there are no elections and where the president is the CEO. Imagine a world where wars are fought between governments and companies. And we weren't too far away from having this. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. I'm your host, Brody Burton. Welcome back to Imagine If. Now after that foreboding intro, I should probably explain what this is about. So first off, we're going to be exploring one of America's very, very few monopolies in our history. A monopoly is where one company so effectively controls a market, it stifles out all other competition. One of the best examples of this, and the company we're going to be looking into today, is Standard Oil. Standard Oil was founded in the late 1800s by John D. Rockefeller, and at one point controlled 90% of, the, of America's oil industry. It was broken up under antitrust law later. Now there is no Standard Oil, although it does have dissenting companies in in ExxonMobil, for example, which is which part of it at least used to be part of Standard Oil. So this is gonna be part two of our series on businesses and alternate histories of businesses and its impacts on the rest of history. And we hope you enjoy it. John D. Rockefeller walks into a Washington, D.C. boardroom. Several senators and representatives sit inside. Rockefeller begins a conversation between them. Rockefeller, the richest man in the entirety of the United States, holds a lot of sway over the United States Congress. He can choose who wins re-election and who doesn't. With the stroke of his pen, and more importantly, his checkbook. He's about to ask them to kill a bill known as the Sherman Antitrust Act, which would effectively illegalize his monopoly over the oil industry. He's able to get enough senators and representatives on board to kill it. Soon, well, Rockefeller decided he liked having a taste in this corrupt sort of politics. Rockefeller, our Republican, began to bankroll the party and soon began to be somewhat of a majority shareholder in a political party as the Republican Party was by far the dominant party of the day, he had achieved a great deal of control over the United States government. However, international tensions were rising, and Rockefeller knew he needed to keep on a good, popu- a good look with the general public or he would be overthrown, or maybe his congresspeople would decide that the votes of the people were more importantly than his money to win the votes of the people. So Rockefeller founded Stan- Standard Machinery, dedicated to making machinery dedicated to the war 
however, it would also produce machinery related to other things as well. And as that he knew a good opportunity when he saw one. When he saw the automobile industry on the rise in the city of Detroit, he soon began to buy up companies there, paying off people such as Henry Ford with more money than they thought they would ever see in their entire lifetimes. Soon, General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler were all part of standard machinery. Rockefeller's fortunes grew and grew and grew. In the election of 1912, Rockefeller had enough money to get President William Howard Taft re-elected, even with his party being split, and even with him running against populist people such as Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson. And he was repaid handsomely for it. Standard machinery was given all military contracts for building things such as naval boats, airplanes, and other war machinery. By 1920, over 50% of the whole America, American GDP was controlled by Rockefeller. Rockefeller would launch a bid for the U.S. presidency in, in hopes to transform America into a corporate state. He also founded Standard Business Trust which would control all of these different companies, such as Standard Oil and Standard Machinery, and two new ones, such as Standard Entertainment and Standard Militia, which was the military arm of Standard Business Trust. Rockefeller easily won the election in a landslide, as he was the only one who could afford to compete on such a high level as he made it, and began to integrate the U.S. government into Standard Government, Standard Business Trust's government branch. People began to get concerned with this, and the Supreme Court heard the hearing of Wilson versus Standard Business Trust to determine if Standard Business was operating a coup against the U.S. Woodrow Wilson, the governor of New Jersey, argued that he, not Rockefeller, had rightfully won the election, and that Rockefeller had bought the election and bought the electors. In a 5-4 ruling, they ruled in favor of standard business, and this is widely deemed because of Rockefeller paying off the justices. And that, however, Rockefeller was shaken. In 1923, he called for a constitutional convention and easily got it. In 1924, he passed the second constitution of the United States, and Rockefeller was named the CEO of the United States, and the U.S. was completely integrated into his machine, therefore stopping any constitutional or democratic measures from forcing him out of power. However, this began to upset foreign countries. The United Kingdom first was the first to ban standard business trusts under antitrust law. Soon, France and Canada followed, and with good reason. In 1929, the Party, the German political branch of the standard business trust, won a majority in the Reichstag. A purge of National Socialists and Socialists began. In 1927, the Soviet Union declared war on Standard Business Trust to protect its own power. The United Kingdom, France, and other nations made a pact against Standard Business as it 
1931, the Soviet Union completely collapsed and became the standard Russian state. In 1934, World War II began as the Spanish sank a standard business ship in their waters. The forces of the Allies against Standard Business Trust began to take back Germany and were able to make gains in Asia. However, it would be America that would take down Standard Business Trust after all. Americans were not too happy about the idea of being ruled by a corporate, being ruled in a corporate state. So they operated a coup against Rockefeller's government. However, what they didn't know was as their coup happened to be timed, Rockefeller managed to pass away, leaving no real heir to Standard Business Trust. The United Kingdom, France, and other nations were able to defeat Standard Business Trust on a global scale and began reconstruction. They adopted communism, however, to avoid independent companies gaining too much power again. The government would be the final say on everything. This would prove to have negative consequences of its own into the deep future. Thank you for listening to Imagine If, and I can't wait to see you next week.